Greetings, Commanders, and welcome to episode 363 of Lave Radio, the show that likes to talk about the universe of Elite and the fantastic communities that surrounds it. I'm your host, Commander Phoenix Fire, Chief Archivist of Lave Station, uh, otherwise known as Colin Ford, and joining me in the Orange Sidewinder Bar for this episode, we have our um, Staff Liaison Officer, Commander Psykit. How do we how do we have our inhuman resources director commander shan hello we have our srv rally specialist for this evening as as uh, as ben is away that will be commander alec turner evening all evening uh, glad to have you all along um now if you wish you can join us live i do believe the chris mark four is flying about somewhere um uh, <laughs> not quite so sure where but uh, we'll we'll catch I'm, up with it. I'm on, I'm on the ground in HIP two hundred five two four system at Live Radio Broadcasting House, and I am in an SRV since we have an SRV expert on the program. Or I could give you some tips, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, so that's where the Chris Mark Four is. Uh, but if you cannot join us in game, um, then. Um, you can find us on our Twitch chat channel, which you can access through laveradio.com slash live. Click on the live chat and or just go straight to Twitch TV slash Lave Radio or YouTube because we're streaming live on YouTube and on Facebook, which is always, always fun. Facebook, yes. Um, right, going around the crew, we'll catch up with everybody and see what they've been up to this week. So we'll start with Commander Psychit. How have you been? I'm good. I'm I'm good. Um, what have I been up to this week? I don't know. That's why I was asking. I know. I know. The mind has suddenly gone blank. It's like it's like you've put me on the spot with being able to tell you what is going on in my life. I have new <laughs> glasses, so I'm no longer squinting at the television while I'm sat on the sofa, which is lovely. I have less. I have less headaches now. Oh, that's um, useful. Um, but uh, other than that. Other than that, not a lot. I've been doing. Um, I've I did a a little bit in game. I got a little bit frustrated with the game with Elite on the Friday. I think it was a little, a smidge, a smidge, smidge. frustrated. Just a smidge because things were going wrong where they shouldn't have been going wrong. Um, but I've also been doing. There's a new No Man's Sky expedition. Oh yes, I've heard about really, this. It's really fun, and I can I've completed that, and that was a that was a lot of fun. So yeah, dabbling, dabbling here and there. Fair enough, um, Commander Shan. What's oh, been up with you? Well, before I start, um, I have a challenge for the show. Oh no! Uh, the challenge for the show is to demonstrate to the world that the source of all malarkey is Ben. Because Ben is not on the show tonight, so therefore I'm hoping we have a mature, considered, and measured show with no malarkey. That's my you know, What about shenanigans? Are we allowed shenanigans? Just no malarkey, okay? All okay, shenanigans okay. are in. We're good, we're good. Just, just no malarkey. So anyway, with, with that in mind, um, did a little bit of engineer resource gathering on my third account. Uh, not. Odyssey resources, um, planetary resources, uh, which is okay, really, because once you kind of get to know the spawns and how they appear, it's not quite as bad as you think. Um, 
Always useful. Uh, test subject Tech Gamma, aka Hobbs, um, had a new test this week, of which the results are yet uncertain. Oh. And the uh, and the test is the cat square test. Well, I, you try I, you try and shove a cat into a, a square hole. In other words, his cat flap. No, 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 no. I saw this on YouTube, and I've been trying to see if it's true or not. Apparently, what you do, you get about a sixty centimeters of masking tape and make mm. a square out of it and put it on the floor. And supposedly, the cat thinks it's a box. So we'll either walk around the square because he just wants to walk around the box, or he wants to go in the box. In which case, he will jump in the in the square and just sit there and not move out of it. So basically, he thinks he's in a box and can't move out of it. And right. Hobbs, so Hobbs has just done both. He's walked around it as if the box was there, and then sat in it as if it was a real box. So obviously we need to do some more testing to ascertain whether or not he is subject to the cat box test. I, I think I understand what's going on. Effectively, yeah. If, if basically, he, he looks... If you put a piece of paper down on the floor, it will have exactly the same effect. Well, that's maybe next week's test. But apparently, they, they, they look at the shape and think, oh, there's a wall around that shape. So it's not just a flat shape on the floor. It's three-dimensional. Apparently, that's what it's supposed to work. Whether whether it works or not with our cat, I'm not sure yet. But the, the piece of paper will be the next test. Wow. Okay. Um, fair enough. Uh, it's nice to know that the, the cat is, is... He's passing all these tests, though, isn't he? He's... Uh, kind of yes. I mean, I think it's because the, uh, as Paul said, the, the the make of cat is 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 more intelligent, perhaps than more uh, benign makes. Um, but we shall see. The other thing that happened to cat this week, and unfortunately, it lost its maleness on Monday. Oh right, yes. So we kind of it's kind of it's kind of in in um, recovery at the moment. I'm not sure about mental recovery, but physical recovery. Um, and trying to stop a Bengal cat from jumping around like a demented Zebedee is quite difficult. Yes, well, we will take a moment to uh, <laughs> to pray for the uh, thoughts and prayers good for the, 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 the your poor cat's maleness, uh, which has now been removed. Well, we were contractually obliged to have it done before the 5th of November, you see, so it kind of had to be done. And I was I was quite sad about it, really. Because, that because it goes know. off like a firework, otherwise. Well, yeah, I suppose so. <laughs> but we did say no malarkey, okay? So yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry, I feel psychic already. <laughs> Point has been proven amazingly well. I'm so proud of you, Alec. Thank you. Yes, an absolute round of applause there to Mr. Turner. And <laughs> <laughs> two so points sorry. to Gryffindor. Right. Uh, oh, right. Um, yeah, on the subject of which, you, you uh, will have heard Mr. Turner, Mr. Alec Turner there. Um, normally, him of uh, driving around on planets very fast. I was um, going to wonder how you're going to get Alec from the subject of castration. But there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if if there's a link there, I'm I'll fine find in that it. regard. Thank you very much. 
<laughs> so, um, Alec, it's been yes. a while since we've had you on the show. Yes. Um, what have you been up to? I um, I too have new glasses, but an amazing coincidence. I'm wearing them <laughs> I was now. about to say, I have also had my maleness reduced. <laughs> no, thank goodness not. <laughs> oh, dear. We'll set Psyche off, that's it. She's gone for the rest of the show. <laughs> what else? I, um, I, I'm waiting to see Dune, but I'm going to wait until the school holidays are, off, are over so I can go to a nice empty cinema to see it. So instead, I went to see um, the new Miyazaki film, Studio Ghibli film, called oh, Earwig right. and the Witch, which well, is nice. Yeah, I think it's aimed at a very young audience. It, it's it's nice. It's got some nice sort of Miyazaki, Studio Ghibli kind of stuff if you like that sort of thing. But it's 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 terribly lacking in story, and it's it's very young. It's very nice, but it's all right. Um, other than that, in game, when I've not been racing, and more on that later, I guess, <laughs> I've been trying the scan the canon speed scanning challenge this which is yeah so canon have this standing challenge i think it runs till the end of december and they have a planet which has nine you'd love this one actually it has nine different biological um uh what would you call them plants on uh, it. bio yeah just biologicals really nine yeah. different biologicals nine different biologicals and you basically have to scan completely do the three scans of all nine as fast as you can so what I'm trying to do is find a place on the planet which has all nine in close proximity, and it's proving incredibly difficult. <laughs> to yeah. Do it. Uh, in particular, that it, it, even the um, the bacteria isn't the worst. I'm fine with the bacteria, but it's the blooming osseous. It's whenever you find one, there's only one of them, literally one of them, and nothing for hundreds of kilometres. I just cannot find two or three of the damn things together yeah so. they can be an absolute bitch to find yeah. um although i must admit i my favorite hatred is definitely finding gray looking bacteria on a snow world that's you just yeah, might as well hard on snow worlds but um, not, not not so bad on this one but yeah i think if you you probably google it or find it on the forums the canon i think it's called the canon speed scanning challenge it's it's very good you know what? Um, I think I think I will look that one up because that's the kind of thing that I that I'm looking forward to try. Well, to to doing, but um, I'll find it and I'll post a link somewhere. Thank you very much. Um, right, let's see what have I been up to for the last week. Well, um, I've just come back from uh, from Scotland, uh, so hello to my mum if she's listening. For some reason, she might be. <laughs> and Why would you let your mum listen to this. Well, I try and discourage her. Well, actually, Ben's not here, and we're having a malarkey-free zone, so she might be all right to listen. That ship has sailed already, Cher. Yes, it has. I'm it the has. judge of malarkey. It's my rule, so I'm judging malarkey or not. Ah, <laughs> oh, dear. So, yeah, malarkey and shenanigans and, yes. Um, so let's have a think. Um, In-game, well, um, I've kept my main commander down to where where the, um, where the Orion uh, University community goal started. I'm going to keep my command around there because I suspect something might happen regardless regarding that. Um, this week I've done a little bit extra scanning with the Cullent Colonia um, uh, account, which has always been uh, fun. Um, I'm still... I've, I'm stuck in this one system. There's this one system which has 
six, uh, three or four planets, all with two biologicals on them, but they're all about 300,000 light seconds away from each other. So getting through this system is taking a lot longer than I, than I anticipated. Uh, but then again, it will probably be another 10 or 11 sisters before I come across another biological again. So uh, scan it while I can. And uh, of course, after uh, I'm, I'm just getting my power, my new power play commander uh, up to speed, and he's just reached the Imperial rank of master, so he will now start flying around in an Imperial courier and um, starting to pirate um, other um, other powers' ships. So if you do see me, and I'm always flying about in open. Um, I, and I probably will be at the, after tonight's show. Feel free to take a pop if you're not at the same power. I'm flying in open all the time, so um, yes, you're perfectly welcome to have a go. Come and have a go if you think you're hard enough. So, moving on from there, um, let's have a quick look at what the devs have been saying this week. Well, um, this week we had the. Uh, the announcement that update eight will be coming on Wednesday. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Classic. Yes. So October the twenty seventh, um, we'll see the deployment of the much anticipated update eight for Elite Dangerous. Um, this will also include uh, a fix to address a known issue with capacity readings for fleet carriers, and they have posted the deployment schedule. So effectively, the servers go offline at 10 a.m. and they come back when it's ready. So, um, yeah. Um, just quickly go around the crew. Is there anything... We'll start with Psychic. Is there anything in Update 8 that you are actually looking forward to? Uh, improvements on graphics. And um, FPS lag, furthering improvements on FPS lag, please. But then also, mm -hmm. um, the 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 new mission types is that coming now or is that later? No, no. The, the, what the mission wrinkles where you, the um, the people will run and, away. Yeah, and you can go and see a lad and grab stuff from them and that. Yes, is that, that, that yeah, will is, be coming this up, this update. Yeah, yeah. I lo I'm looking forward to going and seeing a lad. Popping a little salute at them, and then, um, <laughs> and then also obviously creating the Spider Man uh, meme many times with many different people. <laughs> oh dear, that well, that is that is something to look forward to. Shan, is there anything there that um, you're looking forward to with update eight? I was just thinking that Ben must be squirming in his seat because Sai set up so much malarkey then. I really, I'm doing it on purpose right now. Um, which I'll refuse to go into because I'm sophisticated and civilized. Um, anyway, um, a quick thing about update eight is why not do update eight on Thursday so they get the server tick and the update done in one go rather than do the update, do a reboot, and then do a server tick the next day? So that they can do a quick shifty patch. When the um or when the server tick happens, you because obviously you. something's going to go wrong. Yeah, you cynic, I, you. Well, I, I'm I must admit I'm with like it on this one. It, there's there's always something that's gone a bit funny. <laughs> Alec, is there anything in update eight that you are specifically looking forward to? I was 
desperately searching the forums to find the post to remind myself what's in it. I'm 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 looking forward to emojis. I'm quite looking forward to seeing what kind of interesting screenshots you can get by by combining an emoji with you know, and not an emoji, I mean emotes, you know, with something. Yeah. I, I saw I saw a terrific screenshot recently of it looked for all the world like somebody standing underneath their SRV tink, tinkering with it. And mm-hmm. it was only on reflection that I realized they they have a gun pointed at the sky and you can't see the gun. So it looks like they're reaching up and brilliant screenshot. And I was it made me think, I wonder what we can do with the emotes and what interesting screenshots we can frame. So I'll be playing with that. And I'm quite looking forward to the new Megaship interiors, actually, just exploring mm-hmm. those because they do look quite nice. Yes. I am wondering how long it will be before we start getting offensive uh, combinations so where they're able to somehow perform perform emotes in a certain way that people go, oh, you, you horrible person for doing I'd that. Give it five minutes, I think. Yeah. Five <laughs> minutes is an overestimate. <laughs> yes. The well, ETP, in other words. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah, we found we found out within five minutes how to do rude hand gestures in, in Bridge Crew, so um, I don't expect... I. I ex- I have high expectations for the elite community to <laughs> to create the smut. Um, yeah, I mean, I must admit, I think I bizarrely for myself, I am looking forward to the emotes myself, um, just so I can wave at people when I I actually meet them instead of this taking the knee business, which just sounds very very Game of Thrones. Colin, um, yes? think about what you said there. What? Taking the knee? Yes. Anyway. Yeah, okay, fine. Um, Obviously, I've missed some kind of cultural reference there, so I'll move along. Um, On Thursday, there will be a development uh, update which looks forward to update 9. Now, it's not a live stream. Um, it's obviously going to be a list of what we've had before, where they've they've gone over um, uh, items that they're working on. Um, from what we understand, uh, based on updates, uh, the previous one, um, we're hoping that they'll go into more detail about uh, uh, personal f- fleet carrier interiors, uh, the new SRVs coming, and there are more mission wrinkles. Um, just quickly, is there anything else that you'd hope would be in there? I guess we'll wait and see, because it, it, it might be one of those things where they slip in a few quality of life features that we haven't talked about, just to kind of surprise us. So I'll wait and see the patch notes, because I said there's usually something in there that you'd be thought, oh, okay. So, yeah, I, I don't know if I'm looking forward to a particular thing other than what surprises they can slip in. Actually, I suppose the obvious thing that I forgot to say about update eight is is performance, as always. You know, is is mm. is this going? There is supposed to be something quite significant with performance in yeah. update eight, isn't there? Yeah, they did hint at that very, very at the very beginning of it. Yeah, they said, yeah, there's going to be you're going to find some significant improvements. Well, there are a couple of things that they said, but. Um, they they haven't talked about that since then. Uh, so, yeah. I'm not holding my breath, but we shall see. Yeah. I mean, it, so would, I, be nice. it um, would be nice for um, stuff to, to, to suddenly jump by 10 or 15 frames. I'll tell you that. 
I thought update nine was supposed to be the performance one. I, I know it's always the up, next update is the performance one, but well, I can't is, update eight some... was the lesser one. Well, oh, that's that's the thing. I mean, um, I was under the impression that yeah, performance is something that they're always going to be working on for until they've got it up to a level where they can run it on, say, uh, console equivalent hardware. But the problem that I've got is that, well, that's not a problem, is that I was under the impression that update eight was going to be um, a significant step towards that. And I hate to say it, so does a lot of people in the forums. They're that already. My understanding. Yeah, they're all, they, you've got a lot of um, people referring it referring to it as the Jesus patch in quotes. So, you know, you, you've got people thinking, oh God, here we go. They're, they're building up to say this will be the patch that will fix everything in their head. And if it doesn't, then we'll have the usual wailing and gnashing of teeth on the forums. Yeah, it, it, it sounds to me, it sounds a little bit like Elon Musk and his autonomous driving software is always going to be another patch another patch so i think <laughs> it'll improve people for some and it'll make it worse for others is the experience previously so i would suggest you lower your expectations and see how it runs on your system yeah um <laughs> yeah i mean considering that at the moment i think my system is as it borderline just underneath what was supposed to be for the alpha yet uh, you know acceptable hardware for the alpha yet it seems that it feels more like minimum spec i'm hoping that we get something a little bit more than that i mean for goodness sake i've got everything in in low res just to keep the um just to keep the uh, the really, frame rate up i really don't think it's a lot of it is based on your hardware that you have because mm -hmm. I see I see people with much lesser spec systems than say for example mine getting better mm -hmm. um better performance than than me and I've got everything turned down as well um it just the, the way things are happening and I'm no techie um person but I get a lot of people saying it has to be net code and things along those lines and that isn't going to be something that your that your system can sort out i believe i mm. don't know i'm i'm quoting other humans that know much yeah. better than i do but i don't I, just from my experience having such a high end having such a relatively high end pc as i do mm -hmm. it should perform an awful lot better and i i, I just see the same performance issues or people performing better with yeah. um, with lower end PCs, so it uh, it it makes no sense for it to be a PC thing. Yeah, I mean, I must admit, I have had occasions where um, I'm running a not in solo, but I'm running in a system where there aren't any other players, and it's running at between thirty and forty five frames a second. As soon as another commander turns up in the same instance as me, the pl the frame rate will drop. And that can get frustrating, especially especially if you're flying around leave and you're sort of there thinking, oh, this will be fine. And then all of a sudden the frame rate then drops to a slideshow and then you and know that two or three people have turned up. 
it's loading in like when you're loading in the really more complex settlements mm -hmm. and things along those lines those are the things that are causing causing my system to chug a lot more than i would expect it to especially with uh everything turned down as low as, as low as i have it yeah yeah i mean personally i just want my clipper to come down from 100 meters in the, in the sky because <laughs> that, that that is just absolutely doing my head in it's just sort of driving about on a planet and then i'd fly back to my clipper and it's 100 meters up in the up in the air and trying to line up with the uh with the srv port is an absolute nightmare i mean there's been a lot <laughs> you just have to look at the my my twitch streams to say right sod this bear with me i've got to flip to to original elite just to get up into orbit with my SRV and then go back down to the planet again, which um, is really is quite frustrating. So just, just please, I want my ship on the ground. That seemed a lot to ask. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, also on Thursday's evening, it's got a Halloween stream with prizes to be won. Now, this time last year, wasn't this the start of uh, the Azimuth story? It was, yeah. It's, it it's was. The, the servers went live. Year. The servers went live two hours later than they were supposed to. I remember vividly um, mm. because I had to, um, I had to fill for two hours, which was great. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, yeah, it was. It was. It was this time. I think it was this time last year. Yeah, so um, I'm hoping that this is, I mean, it took, what, two or three days to actually find the azimuth, didn't it? It wasn't a, it wasn't a quick win. No, they said, they, they said, here's where the ghost ship is, go and take a look at it. And yeah. then there was, then there was pointing us to other things in, in the galaxy that took a little bit of looking for, if memory serves. Yeah, I, I just it. I remember it being a little bit more challenging than the four-hour one that <laughs> people found things within four hours last week. Do we know what prizes there are? I mean, obviously, yeah. There's no. a there's a Thrustmaster, um, uh, uh, Hotas. At least one of those is also a um, a HyperX headset. Um, for a screenshot competition, I think the the um, the Hotus is for Halloween pumpkin carving. Oh, right! She got to a Halloween pump, an elite Halloween pumpkin carving, and then post it in. Does the said pumpkin need to have an elite theme, or can it be any pumpkin? We'd love to see your elite themed pumpkin carvings to really get in the Halloween spirit. Send us a photo of your pumpkins with your commander name. And then all entries will get a um, random Halloween decal. Oh, and, lovely. Um, the top three receive a pumpkin decal and an in-game haymaker bobblehead. And the Ooh. best pumpkin will win a Thrustmaster Hotas, which there will be more details of on Thursday. There is also a screenshot competition. Um, the vastness of space houses many haunting visuals, and we want you to capture them. Uh, send in your spookiest Elite Dangerous screenshots by posting them in the thread below or tweeting them with the hashtag Stella Scream. Sorry, Stella Screamshots. I like it. Um, and then that's to the top 10 will receive a random Halloween themed decal and screenshot shown on stream. And the best screenshot will receive a Razor V2 Blackshot headset and an in game Haymaker bobblehead. 
So it doesn't um, actually need to be a carving in the pumpkin. Because what the idea I had as you were saying it is you get the pumpkin <laughs> and then you could colour like colour like black marker. I'll say this one more time. We'd love to see your Elite Dangerous themed pumpkin carvings to really get in the Halloween spirit. Yeah, but no, but you're not, you're not, you're not, um, you, you, you're not giving me time to finish. So what you could do is get pumpkin, colour like a black rectangle on the pumpkin, poke a couple mm. of eye in, couple of, poke a couple of eye holes in it, and then put a cowboy hat on it, and then it's one of those skins they keep selling. It needs a scarf. <laughs> yeah, a scarf pumpkin head. Mm. I wonder if that will be the the new uh uh the new skins that will come out this week. Pumpkin heads. Anyway, right. Um <laughs> moving on from there before we, we have a bit of a uh, uh a discussion about the very important rules of of carving pumpkins. Um Um, the in-game results or the in-game events now what has been happening this week well last Wednesday on the 20th of October um, federal agents announced that they have used the controversial um, surveillance system to crush Jupiter Division extremists for those of you who remember that there was um, an individual who wanted to replace the federal government with a corporate state uh, well, they've they've managed to crush them, which uh, uh, they're now saying is a success for this so-called controversial um, surveillance technique. However, it did seem a bit weird that um, they said they were also able to target people who just kind of thought it was a good idea. That's a, that's a little bit sort of thought police, isn't it? No, just me. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> um, on Thursday, the Torval Mining uh, Limited requests resources to build megaships. Yes, this is the community goal. So, um, Torval Mining wants to build megaships. Um, if you want to, uh, please send, please send bits that direction. Uh, and then other things started to become interesting as the um, space dredger Scrivener's clan resists the Orion's university's megaship as it attempts to retrieve the space dredger. Um, It it does seem that this might have the potential for uh, a little bit of conflict later on. Um, On Monday, the senators... Go on, go on, go on. This... um... Scriveners plan resist the Orion University. So are the Scriveners then, yes, like uh, students doing a sit-in on the students' union against the university? So are they are they like dodgy students? Do you reckon? <laughs> are you just hoping that they will be, Sham? Yeah, I think I think it'd be fun if they were just sort of members, drunk members of a students' union that were just doing a sit-in on the megaship despite the university because I don't know, maybe they didn't, they didn't get free halls of accommodation or something like that. Uh, yeah. Um, or basically they, they got this a protest about fees. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, I think we'll move on on from there before it gets even weirder. Um, yeah, so that's the main reason why my um, main commander is hanging around near the, uh, the near where the space dredger is because I suspect something uh, interesting might be happening around there. So I I want to be on scene to report for lay radio as soon as possible. Um, Right, moving on from there, um, after the recent assassination attempt to uh, kill Hadrian Duval and his family, senators have offered protection um, to the, uh, well, he's, he's not the ex-Prince Harold's grandson. Uh, it's, a, it's a rather complicated thing, but he is, he is part of the uh, royal family, uh, but he is going to have to give up any connection to Nova Imperium if he um if he does uh agree to protection um and of course today the alliance and the Molinists address continue to address the refugee crisis which has happened thanks to the uh, nmla so that is going to be um well the news and and probably at the end of this uh at the end of this episode we'll have the galnet news by commander witherspoon and commander beetlejude who will go into this with far much more detail um right Colin, i think sorry oh, you go, go on, next one. um with the uh, hadrian duval um entry is it just me who wishes the h in hadrian duval was silent Adrian Duval. Because Hadrian just seems such a strange name nowadays. Well, maybe he might build a wall. What, and make the uh, Federation pay for it? Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> and I, I think... Does, do you feel that the plot's building towards something at the moment? Or is it is it plateauing? I'll be disappointed if it's just a combat CG on Thursday. I'm oh. like all all signs are pointing to it being a combat CG on Thursday. Let's be honest. Yes, it is. Yeah, but I'll admit. Given, I mean, we're, we're victims of our own expectations again, aren't we? And I've talked about this a fair amount, but um, because last year was so friggin' cool, <laughs> um, and we've had lots of cool stuff. It feels. I, I I would feel really let down if it was just, and I know they're bringing up our, our update eight, and I know there's a lot of stuff going on, and I get it, but I want something fancy to happen. What, what would you want? <laughs> I don't know, like some some kind of um, added, like maybe another station, another station discovered, or something that furthers the plot with regard to maybe let's say D D2 or um the witch. The witch! It's the perfect time. Oh the witch. Yes. Um what about then the thinking of ideas for it? You know how a year or so ago we had the um Gnosis being surrounded by Thargoids? Well that, that that was a couple of years ago now, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So why not then? Um, if you are aboard this megaship or the um, space dredger, if you are aboard, it is then besieged by Orion University ships, and you then have the CG under siege on the megaship. 
Would that be cool enough for you, Si, or is that just a... Do you think? I mean, that's just, that's just a placeholder for me. I, I want the... My, my personal feeling, if they've called some... They called something the witch... We're now in Halloween. When they called me, when they called me the witch, well, everyone called me. Um, but when they called uh, her the witch, mm. I was like, okay, so we've got something to look forward to at Halloween then, because it just makes sense. Why would they bring out, call a character the witch, and then bring out information about her at Christmas? It just feels narratively, it feels really nice and cozy, and I like Halloween, and I want some recognition of it. Could yeah, the witch I mean, do the witch head? Could be. Who knows? Yes. Um, <laughs> listen in the chat room. Something wicked this way comes. Um, by Commander Wood, uh, Wintermute GB. Um, I must admit, I'm hoping it myself that it'll be more like a treasure hunt with maybe some combat involved as well. Um, because that would be nice. Uh, but um, yeah. I mean, like I said, my main character is just hanging around, around that area to see what happens. Because, yeah, um, it'll be interesting to see to get first drop on it. If they really wanted to, sorry, Colin, you got me thinking. If they really wanted to do a, a treasure hunt, do you remember when the game first came out? They gave away graphics cards, like graphics cards, oh, yes. to do that. If they if they're giving away prizes and stuff, then they could give away, I don't know, a thirty ninety. Or something for the first person to solve a particular riddle and post it up on the forum or something like that. That would be that would set quite a lot of people searching, I think, if they gave away a real prize. Yeah, um, I know, but sometimes you 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 get accusations of oh, I'm, there's no point doing that. Can I'll just win? Or will they? Mm, yeah, I know, but it it can. Yeah. Anyway, so we've, we're looking forward to Thursday. Obviously, we're looking forward to uh, wed uh, Wednesday, but it, it'll probably be Thursday by the chance we really get our teeth into it anyway. So, uh, yes. And it does seem that the, uh, the Hutton Orbital Truckers and Loose Crews and Guard Frequency will all get first dibs and first reactions to it. But here at Lave Radio, we'll, we'll take our time and give it a cool full week uh, of usual high quality analysis uh, before we're well, able to. Well, by that time, it'll be stable. Yeah, yeah, but by that time, we'll, it'll be stable then, won't it? And we will be able to present it malarkey free. Yes, because we will we'll be malarkeyless again next week due to, due to the half term being a lot longer than we were expecting. Yeah, yes, perhaps, Ben, we do miss you. Honest. Perhaps pop-up guest number two will be less malarkey. <laughs> no, we, we kind of need that. Um, right. On to uh, that time of the week again. Store alert!
There you go, Sean. You requested a dubstep <laughs> version of that song. Awesome. Excellent. We have to thank, of course, <laughs> JN Tracks for um, actually remixing his own song as soon as Shan said he wanted a dubstep version. And I quote, he thought, oh, it'll be absolutely awful. And he, when he finished, he was saying, this is absolutely great. I wish I'd done it before. Excellent. See, I think it should be played at double the current volume, though. <laughs> Um, okay, there's there's a, a community response. We want to know uh, we want to know which store alert song you prefer. Do you prefer the uh, the original or the remix? We're going to have to set a a, a a poll up for that one, aren't we? Or maybe we should ask ask for an operatic version. <laughs> an operatic version. Let's have a, a new one every week. <laughs> a full-on um, go compare version. Is that what you say? Yeah, I go compare. Yeah, I think we should try and get Bill Bailey to do a metal version, like a full, a fully orchestral <laughs> remix, a full orchestral remix of the Store Alert theme. <laughs> oh, dear, and tracks as much as. Um, do it, do it, game tracks, do it. Chris Mark Four or got it though. <laughs> I think um give the guy a break. <laughs> he just put he just did that on the off chance and now you're making massive requests now for a full orchestra orchestra version. Well Chris Mark Four has has got the show tunes jazz hand spectacular. I mean Yeah, or or even even better the freeform jazz version. Anybody want to do that? Nice. Um, right, moving on. Well, well, this week's store alerts. Well, there wasn't one. They are um, still discussing um, uh, newsletter uh, three two nine came out instead of the store alert, which covered Alchemy Den's twenty four hour charity stream, uh, the usual commander creations. Um, there was the TypeSick Overdrive paint job, which we discussed before, and uh, of course the usual discussion of the CQC night, the community highlights, etc., uh, etc., et and of course a, a catch-up of the Azimuth saga. Um, I think when when you actually look over the the uh, the, the newsletter, it moving to once every two weeks, I think it's, uh, it's actually improved a little. Um, but yeah, I guess that's. I think I agree. Yeah, it's uh, um, it was stretching before, and I think um, they've they've got just enough things to put in on a fortnightly basis at the moment. Yeah, Which... talking about things on a fortnightly basis. Um, have we had any entries yet into the worst combination of paint jobs and chips yet? We have not. So yes, again, we'd like to put a, a call to. Um, uh, to everybody that uh, if you have a combination of the most horrible sh paint job and the most horrible um, uh, yeah the most horrible uh, paint job and the most horrible ship and Cobra Mark IVs included uh, we would like to see them specifically Shan so he could point at you and laugh no no no, no. I might congratulate them on their inventiveness you don't know <laughs> yeah um 
it's 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 an interesting little uh, aside. I hope I hope we do get some absolutely horrendous, ugly, ugly ships coming through soon. Uh, I think what we'll do is uh, we will take a uh, short ad break, and then we'll we'll come back and discuss with Commander Alec Turner uh, new ways to use an SRV that we never thought we'd be able to use before. Yay. Eddie Lee Wise here. Our family-run business looks after all your sartorial needs. Whether you need something to turn your pink python purple, or you want to wrap your buns up in a nice tight flight suit, Millsburn Ken can sort you right out. He's an expert at inside leg, and my wife Barb's is a whiz with a sewing machine. Bespoke tarting for you and your ship. Visit Eddie and Sons. Plus me daughters at Lave Station. Right, sir. Cough, please. <coughs> Is your life like this? It could be like this. Astrogator Tours, putting some excitement back in your life. Book an adventure in the Lave Business Department. Now. <laughs> natural remedies have always been some of the galaxy's finest, so when we discovered a wholly natural way of slimming down and reducing your appetite, we had to share it with everyone. Harnessing the amazing powers of our native parasitic life, we've solved an age-old problem. Vegas Slimweed has been used by settlers of the region for decades with undeniable results and significant health benefits. If you think that Vegas Slimweed could be the solution you're looking for, speak to your doctor today. Travelling with Vegas Slimweed ingested may constitute smuggling. Please check before your journey and declare yourself at customs for an internal search. Failure to digest does not constitute grounds for reimbursement. Side effects may include but are not limited to increased blood pressure and heart rate, insomnia, nervousness, blurred vision, restlessness or headache. Some forms of parasite may cause stomach side effects like constipation, dry mouth, nausea, or vomiting. A small sample of patients exhibit full body paralysis, catatonic state, and internal hemorrhaging. Parasite must be purged before pupation, else death will occur. Welcome back. One of the reasons we have um, Commander Alec Turner with us is because you have come up with a brand new way um, to do SLV races. Uh, well, would you yeah. like to, to give us a quick overview? I would, kind of. It, it, it's not me. I've been merely partaking. I, I don't know if Chris has the video that I posted earlier in the day and wants to just play that while I chat and talk about what we're doing. I don't know if that's possible. But anyway, um, yeah, I have been taking part in a new series of races that have been hosted by um, the Elite Racers. I hasten to stress nothing to do with the Buckyball Racing Club whatsoever. <laughs> Not to be mixed <laughs> up with. I have Indeed. made that mistake so many times. I no, do apologize. Nothing whatsoever. No, this is the Elite Racers, and it's called, it's a series of races called the Scarab Community Cup. So it's SRV racing um, in Horizons. Lovely. And um, one of the nice ideas of the race is that rather than one person, so, so the previous series were um, sort of all devised and hosted by Black Maze, and that sort of meant, although, although he loved doing the, the coverage of them, um, he never really got to race. So in this one, 
um, each racer has they miss one race. Basically, each racer has created one of the races, so we all take it in turns to create a race, and so um, everybody gets to race. There's a dozen of us, more or less, and so you get to take part in eleven races, and you you curate one of them. Uh, and that's been really interesting because it means we've had an awful lot of variety in the different types of racing. So, um, you know, this different one theme we've had is things like only allowing one pip in engines, so it sort of cuts out all this um, flying nonsense that a lot of people don't approve of. So you're, you're very definitely on the ground um, yeah. with sort of boost just to get over rocks and then you run out and have to wait for it to refill again. So that sort of thing. Um, but two weeks ago when I was originally going to come on and what sort of I, I thought was really exciting was we um, one of the guys did an orienteering race. Okay. So to sort of backtrack a bit, one thing we've been using is a, a, a utility called SRV Tracker, which has been developed by one of the guys, Crank Larson, um, and he's been constantly working on it. So basically, it takes what um, Elite Dangerous writes to a, a, a log file. It's called status.json, and it's it's got sort of live updates of all sorts of information from the game. So when you're driving around in a scarab, uh, or indeed, flying a ship, I have to say. Um, it has things like your direction, um, uh, your speed, the amount of damage, whether you've refueled, all sorts of stuff. So what the SRV tracker does is it um, does a couple of things. First of all, it lets you create a route consisting of waypoints. So waypoints are just coordinates, really. And um, when you're running the game, there's a there's an overlay. In fact, if people can see on the on the screen on the screen at the moment, the, the sort of darker window in the top left hand corner, yeah, um, is a small that. yeah. So that window can be pinned to always stay on top. So what you do is you run the game in windowed mode, um, and that window is always on top. So you can decide where you want to put it. Um, you can minimize it so it's just the arrow and the heading, or you can you know so just the black bit, or you can have this sort of larger view. And basically what that will do is point you towards the next waypoint. So it gives you um, a heading. Uh, the arrow lit literally points you towards it. Um, it gives you things under, it tells you what the target is. So, so each waypoint can have a name. Um, it tells you things like your speed. Uh, it can also tell you tips. So if you're following a route, then underneath where it says target waypoint two, it can sort of say, you know, and then a U-turn to waypoint three or then a sharp left-hander. So you've got constant tips about um, heading there. Yeah, sorry, Shan's got a question there. Go on, um, what, right, so basically the image in, or the window in the top left on the screen is a Google Maps for SRVs. Yeah, pretty much. Push so, it. yeah. So, does it have a voice feature, or do you need <laughs> to look at the top screen? It's a good question. Um, Crank is constantly taking suggestions for new um, development work. So, so I mean, it works in. He, he's got a VR overlay now, which is a pretty impressive bit of work. Um, so you can also have it in VR. I don't think there is audio at the moment. Well voice um, there are audio cues so you can have audio cues for things like when you hit a waypoint um, which is quite useful or uh, you know when you hit the finish line uh, things like that so just to sort of pick up on this a little bit so, so the way the orienteering race worked for example is that the creator had um, 
picked uh, a planet with interesting terrain, lots of ravines and uh, you know uh, mountains and things to go around. And he basically created, I think it was ten waypoints. So there was a, there was there was a definite start waypoint and a definite finish waypoint, and then eight other waypoints scattered across the terrain in between. And what he did is released so, so that series of waypoints can be saved as a file. Um, so but he basically released that file 15 minutes before the race was due to start, along with screenshots. Gotcha. So they, we then all had to sort of frantically pick a route. Um, it's not quite the traveling salesman problem, because it, it's not just a question of finding the shortest route. But some of the sort of routes, you know, from A to B might be straight off the edge of a ravine. So do you go, do you take a longer route, but stay high and then drop down into the ravine and do the low ones? Or it was, it was really exciting, really interesting stuff. Um, and I thought, you know, a completely original way of doing, um, doing racing, actually. So I, I think the orienteering might, I could, I could well imagine that taking off. It's um, enormous fun. And so, then, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Go on, Shan, it's your question. Um, I was going to ask, so let's say you arrive at waypoint one, mm -hmm. does it automatically switch to waypoint two or do you it need does. to... Yeah, so as long as you hit it, so, so one of the things you can do, I, I, I'm trying to remember if it's on, you can't quite see it on this particular screen, but each waypoint can be one of three different things. Um, it can either just be a point, in which case you can specify a radius around it. So um, the way you create waypoints is really easy. You literally just drive or land at the spot you want to be a waypoint and then you just hit a button that says add next waypoint and it just creates the waypoint as where you are so it's really easy to to create these and then each waypoint you can say is either a point and you specify a radius so you might say you know you've got to get within 100 meters of that point right. um, or it can be a line so in this case you can see waypoint two the one that's highlighted on screen is a line so you have two markers gate marker one and gate marker two and it's a line you have to cross um or you can create a more sort of elaborate polygon i'm not quite sure what you'd use that for but maybe you want to insist that somebody lands in a crater and you could you could draw the outline of the crater so conceivably you could then do planetary etch-a-sketch with this <laughs> yeah. yeah by putting waypoints and draw shapes on the planet's surface by following the waypoints Absolutely. Well, that's the other interesting bit. Um, and there is a video, but maybe we'll post it later or something. But um, so I the other bit of soft shape these people will come up with. <laughs> yes, surprise, surprise. So, so the other neat bit of software, which we're not seeing here, is, is on the server end. So when a race is running, um, so each driver is running this bit of software, yeah. the SRV tracker. Uh, can we see it on screen? The window in the bottom left, you can see there's an option to upload um, yes, in the middle of that. Yeah. So if you tick that, it uploads your SRV's current position and heading and stuff like that to a central server, gotcha. um, which the race organizer runs. And that then allows us to have a, um, a live updated map where you can see little Actually, that, that's going through a lot of development work now. So, so literally, little icons of SRVs moving around the map. Well, so you can see. Awesome. Yeah, it is. And so you know, it it, may, it, it tracks things like um, who's completed which waypoint. Uh, you can set up routes to be multi-lap routes. So the one we did on Saturday was ten laps around a settlement. Um, so you can 
so it can track how many laps each person's done. You can literally see these little SRVs moving around in, in sort of real time as you're racing. Um, so it, it kind of looks like the 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 Type Nine racing that as Ascobus does, so that you can you can actually see where yes. your your SRVs are on the course. Yeah, what what's proving quite tricky? I mean, we we've sort of done it after the fact by um, creating videos of it, but what's proving quite tricky to do is to get a a decent screenshot that sort of ma matches the the coordinates of the route if you see what i mean the coordinates of the route are a very grit flat oh here we go i think we're running a video now perhaps uh i didn't quite work by the looks of it um oh, here but, we go yeah it's, it's quite difficult to match the coordinates to a screenshot and and put a sort of nice background on it okay chat you got another question uh well a couple of things really first of all is it does it work with on foot because presumably you could map a base out using it. It's a really interesting question. When I was recording a video earlier today, I sort of, I didn't manage to finish this one, but I had a little example of flying in a ship and then getting out and continuing my route in the SRV. And I did at that point think, oh, I wonder if it works. I can't even remember. I think it works in Odyssey. We're, we're fairly deliberately doing this race series in Horizons. Um, for, well, reasons. Uh, and, and, uh, and my next question is... Oh, there we go. Let's play. Um, racetracks and stuff, great idea. But one of the things I know people have issues and trouble with is doing the Guardian puzzle on Guardian Ruins. Oh, yeah, you could absolutely map out Guardian Ruins. You could, you could put a waypoint with a very small radius around each, um, you know, each of the pylons. That looks amazing so so obviously what you're seeing on screen is very much speeded up i mean this was the race on saturday this was 10 laps and it took about 35 minutes i think so we're, <laughs> we're speeding this up a lot to play back but um you can see on the left it's tracking the leader and um which lap they're on it just needs a murray walker doesn't it it does. I mean, that's that all it needs. Is it needs a uh, a commentary team? We need a, yeah. a, a Murray Walker and a James Hunt. The little the little spinning effect that you'll see on the SRVs occasionally. I'm not sure if that's deliberate or a bug. It's highly amusing, but it's it's kind of when it loses the direction that your SRVs in because you've had a collision. I just it, assumed um, that it was just you guys being absolutely amazing and awesome. Every time you see a little spin, it's usually a collision. That's <laughs> so cool. But this it, is a, probably the coolest utility I've seen in years, pretty dangerous. It is brilliant. Really. Um, you can also see here, actually, on, on the screen, you can see the circles. So, so, so the point in the circle, those are the waypoints and, and the radius around them. I mean, we you could, we could set up our own kind of Grand Prix for this, couldn't we? Yeah. So, I mean, and like I said, it works in ships as well. Um, you can give waypoints um, altitudes, I believe. I mean, the only the obviously the only thing that's really missing here, it's fine on the ground. Obviously, in a race like this around a settlement, um, you almost don't need to run the tracker because you've learned the course and the the, the corners that we're going around are things like lampposts or. Yeah. Um, so you almost don't need it F for the orienteering. You absolutely need it because there was nothing really visible other than following the arrow and getting a an audio cue when you hit the waypoint. Um, so you could lay out a ship racing course. Um, the only thing is that 
your sort of gate is is invisible, if you know what I mean. Um, so you'd yes. be in, you're entirely reliant on the tracker um, to sort of guide you towards where the gate is. And the only slight problem I can for I haven't tried it a lot with ships, but the I can't remember what the what the update speed is for this status JSON file, but it's it's not quite as fast as you would like. So there's a there's a bit of lag in the tracker. Oh, it's not bad. Right. It's not bad, but it's it's fine for SRV racing. But you could easily shoot straight past a gate doing 500 meters a second in a you know um, a mamba or something, and then you'd yeah. have to kind of backtrack and and fly very slowly to try and find the gate, unless yeah. you made the gate big enough, I guess. But could you, like, for example, would would all of the gates have to be in the same system, or could you you that's put a good them? Question. I, I think they do. Yeah. I okay. Well, that's a, no. That's a really good question. I don't know. Um, part of the route when you create a route is it, it does know which system you're in, and right. so if you try and play a route when you're in the wrong system, uh, I can't remember what it says, but it 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 basically knows you're not in the right system. So interesting. Could could a could a multi-waypoint? Could, could, you, I don't could know. you do like a, a multi-waypoint thing where you're where you're landing at different stations or at different settlements and make those the waypoints within the system? You and could. then the last one that you land on, you do like a little SRV race around something yeah. like that. You you could do. You almost don't need this sort of tracker for that kind of race. Um, what you no, could certainly do, you know, if you if you think about the installations like Sand Two or something like that. Um, you could absolutely use this to set waypoints around that installation, I think. So uh, another question that springs to mind is, and perhaps Colin can, can help with this one. So if you're on a biologicals hunt, for example, are mm -hmm. biologicals always in the same place at the same location, or are they respawned? In other words, are biological signals persistent? Yes. Because the other thing that... Yeah, because I think you could use this mm -hmm. to find bacterial samples or bio samples. Just give people a point on a planet and go there, 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 done. And yes, I, I guess I'm trying to cheese the. Yeah, that's interesting. Here. You could you could use it to do a kind of road to riches for bio scanning, couldn't you? And you could have a whole load of waypoints, which are just where all the you know. Yeah. Oh, oh, now that that does actually. Um, annoy me a little bit because I, I can't stand the road to riches I, I, I find that mean. yeah I find it kind of demeans the exploration rank because people have they yeah, just say, oh, I, do, yeah I'll just I mean, do road to riches and, <clears throat> yeah this obviously wasn't really created with that in mind but yeah but, true but it but does have all sorts trust of trust Shan eh trust Shan dragging it down to your level. I'm asking <laughs> legitimate questions of its use. And I got, I got to say, my, my mind's buzzing at the moment with things I can I could do with this utility, not just it's, the various it, ones. It's really easy to use. I mean, the, the little SRV tracker executable that you run, it's a very small, lightweight little program that you just download and run. It's quite sophisticated now. You know, it sort of spots so, up. Dates so and... the map of the base that you've got this little racetrack going around. Yeah. How is that formed? So, because yeah, right. I mean, it'd be quite so that's easy what I was, to have yeah. little. Yeah. Sorry, carry on. So that's what I was saying. That was that was done after the after the fact. So actually, the the, the background of the race tracker is entirely grey. There's no there's no image of of right, the gotcha. terrain, if you like. Um, so it's entirely grey, and then it's got the SRVs you can see moving, and the circles, and the dots, and the lines. Yeah. And then what we did after the fact was take a video of this re replay 
and um, with some somebody did some clever sort of photoshoppy skills and managed to put a screenshot on the background of it. Right. So if you just see this in game, you'd see a grey background with a little. Yeah. On it. Although I th I think now that we're figuring out how to stretch a screenshot to so that the waypoints kind of line up. I think it would be, I, I wouldn't be at all surprised if this gets developed so that the race organiser can put together a screenshot to go with this before the day of the race, if you see what I mean. It also, I'm just thinking of improvements, also since the Halloween theme, you ought to turn the SRVs into spiders, really. <laughs> well, they have got eight. All the oh, no. They've only got six legs, haven't they? They haven't got eight. Yeah. I think oh. there's ongoing development work at the moment to create more of a her racer profile so that you can actually have the icon match the colour of your SRV paint. So, so oh the leading God, SRV is yellow. Amazing. Yeah. Oh, like we've, there are so many super talented people who play Elite. We're so fortunate to yeah, have this such a great community that do all of this, all of this cool stuff to allow us to continue enjoying this. It's awesome. That's so cool. So yeah, the pilot... Go on, no, so the file it imports, presumably mm -hmm. that can be mailed to someone or put up on a website for download. the route? Yes. Yeah, so it's a small text file. And like I say, with the orienteering thing, that, that file was just dropped into Discord 15 minutes before the start of the race. So in this part, yeah, because in this theoretical plants for riches course you could just download your course for each section of the plants of riches and and just follow it so you could just download it into like a yeah okay yeah i, I, I cool. don't know i mean it kind of relates to what um psychic was saying about whether a single course could span multiple systems if it could then you could have a single root file which was a thousand plants It'd be a lot of waypoints but i don't see any reason you couldn't do it otherwise what you'd have to have do is you'd have to have um a route for each planet so it wouldn't be very interesting you know you'd load a route and it would have the three biologicals for that planet on a more serious note it's uh, hard maybe this is doing. A, uh, on, right. on a more serious note and possibly a bit of a downside and something i think about is could this potentially be used by bots to do stuff. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Hmm, I don't know what. Um... Well, the cops aren't controlling <laughs> the SRVs, Shan. <laughs> I've, I've just thought of something like, you know, what's the... Is that, um, you, you know, the Frontier do their sort of top 20 issues preview once a fortnight or whatever it is? Yeah. And there's, and there's that one at number five, which is increased telemetry data for flight systems or seats or something and then a lot of people have said yeah that's just people writing bots wanting more data out of elite well yeah. i suppose I, sp I mean this isn't generating any data that's not already available so it's basically it's just taking what's already there yeah it's only reading i think it's called status.json is a file that has these updates of srv position so it's, it's only reading what's already there actually yeah I mean, I, I I can think of a couple of things if I put my head, my developer head on. But to tell you the truth, I don't want I don't want to. I just want to admire the the fact that this gives us effectively racetracks, which I know that a lot of people have been dying for in the yeah. game.
If yeah, you, yeah you, you will see that, don't you, on um, the the developer streams. Let us use the, um, the waypoints that are in the um, training in the game. Let us Let us facilitate them in some way in the game. And this goes, yes, it's external, but yeah, it goes a really decent portion of the way into giving us those those waypoints and examples it's so clever my mind is entirely blown and i adore it yeah it's just brilliant i, I should have said actually i'm sorry jen but for, for you know if people are watching this and are really excited by the possibilities and want to try it um probably i mean maybe we'll, we'll probably put some links in the show notes but if people just go to the forum and google uh, you know search for srv tracker yeah, um, there's a forum thread that Crank created about this, and he sort of posts updates in there. Or if you join the um, Elite Races Discord and just sort of message Crank, I'm sure he'd like to happy to talk about it. This is easily the best thing user thing I've seen for ages. It absolutely it's mesmerising, isn't it? Watching little spider. It's blowing my around. mind. It's it, absolutely blowing my mind. I love it. Yeah, it's wonderful. Um, and like I say, I mean this race you could almost have done without it except that it was very useful for the race organizer to keep track of particularly there, there are a few occasions where people are actually getting lapped and so you start to lose track of who's in the lead so it was brilliant for keeping track of that it's also um black maze used this in the early days and you know and the earlier series of um srv races when he was filming because one of the problems is um, if you're in a ship, if you're in a camera ship, the only, let me think how this works, the only SRVs that you can get any target on at all are the people in your your wing. Um, so if you want, you know, if somebody sort of calls out and says, oh, I'm about to overtake so-and-so, there's no way for the cameraman to know where the hell you are so we can fly over there and film it. Um, and it's almost impossible to see an SRV even in the dark with the lights on. They're, they're tiny when you're flying a camera ship and trying to cover a race. Um, so one of the other things you can do with the SRV tracker, so the thing I was showing earlier, the little overlay um, that points you to the next waypoint, Yeah. as well as following a route, the other thing you can do is you can pick one of the other races and target them, and it will then point you towards one of the races. The races. So That's what the cameraman amazing. does, what the cameraman can do is just pick individual races and then go and fly over to them and see what they're up to. Because conceivably then, unless I've got how this works wrong, conceivably, this is instance and time independent. Because as long as you've got the output of the tracker, you could then, in theory, merge it together. Or couldn't you do that? Because um, one of the issues with racing is getting people in the same instance and all things like that, isn't it? Uh, yes, so, okay. Yes, I see what you mean. Yes, this does mean, yeah, we've certainly had occasions where, it's, to, to be honest, instancing has been really pretty good these days. I, I think there's definitely been improvements, even in um, Horizons. But we've certainly had instances where maybe um, you can't see everybody else's SRV. And yeah, the SRV tracker sort of means that doesn't matter. We can still keep track of who's in the lead, even if you can't see them. I just had a genius idea. Uh oh, go on. What's your genius idea? Pac-Man. You could have a little Pac-Man after the SRVs, and then if it caught one, 
then <laughs> it's out, and then that becomes the Pac-Man, etc. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I think there's all sorts of possibilities, aren't there? Would you, yeah. with with regard to the um, talking about different instancing, once you you save the file, or can you like save the file after you've raced? That's recorded at the whole race that you've done. Yeah, so I mean, okay. the way this was the way this was created is is so this was running live while we were racing, so that anyone that just wanted to follow could see where people were. Right. To be honest, everyone that was racing was so busy racing. I, for example, I didn't watch this at all during the race because I was busy racing. Um, but then afterwards, all that data is saved, and you can replay it. So the only Sorry. thing that the only thing that's a slight issue at the moment is that the only place where you can replay a race to watch it like this is on the server, which is kind of down to crank saying, mm-hmm. I'm going to play the race at three o'clock if anyone wants to watch it. Um, I think what he's trying to do is move support for that into the client so that you can basically replay a race whenever you fancy watching so, to see how badly you did. So, my, my so we sort of, sorry, we sort of cheated okay. here. So what we did is we replayed it. You can see somebody's just recorded their window here. Yeah. Um, so we yeah. just replayed it, recorded the window, and then we've got it in a video and we can watch it whenever we like. But that's a bit so of a could, could, for example, somebody, you do, you do like maybe four of these races encompassing different time zones. Hmm. Um, so, oh, yeah. and, and then... Once they're all done, play them all together. Oh my god! <laughs> could could yes. you genuinely do that? You oh could. my god! We can put, we can race with people on the other side of the planet at the same time. That, that is was amazing. where I was going. That was where I was going to say when I was talking about instancing and time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's I mean, amazing. Obviously, each individual group. I mean, what you what I think I would do with that is each individual group would kind of know who'd won out of their group. Right. But what would be oh, quite nice yes. is to keep it all secret. And then have a grand replay where you bet on it like the Grand National yeah. Holding. Definitely, yeah. Oh, I'll have to get in, co- in contact with Grant because we used to do stupid, um, uh, stupid uh, commentaries on, based on some of the things the truckers are up to. So we we might be able to to resurrect Peter Dull. <laughs> Sal, another quick question. Sorry, we're going to yeah, go for it. Um, can you change the waypoint location dynamically? So, for example, could you only have two waypoints on the map, and then when the first person reaches the second waypoint, it then adds a third, then the fourth. <laughs> Interesting. Mm, don't know. Not mm, not sure. Not probably uh, not. I, yeah, because yeah, the trouble yeah. is that the, the 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 route, the list of waypoints, is literally a text file that you load into your own personal copy of the tracker so what you'd want is some kind of ability to push out waypoints live from the server i guess well if they all came from the same google drive file for example hmm. then as soon as you got to the last waypoint you click refresh you would then reread the google file and then it would update it yeah interesting what are you thinking of some sort of or you, there were sort of musical chairs where you remove a waypoint every time a lap's completed i don't know yes and the one and, uh, and the one left out gets blown up or something yes oh of course there had to be some hunger games element right involved in this for jan hasn't there incidentally <laughs> it's completely unrelated to the tracker but this race that you're watching here um after it finished we we did another version of this where we 
basically all lined up on the start line and then fired the SRV's guns until we were all wanted and then started the race. So we did another version of this race where we were all being attacked by missiles and skimmers and lasers and the base was throwing everything it had at us while we were going round and round. And then yes, the idea of 2000. Yeah, it was it was absolutely awesome. And basically the idea of that race was um, last man standing, but also that covered the most distance. I mean, it was really just for a funsy thing. We didn't really figure out the rules exactly, but it, it was awesome. All of a sudden, I've got this image of leave radio wacky races, and we've got Shan Dastardly according to Wintermute GP, and we've got obviously Psykit as Penelope Pitstop. Does that make Ben one of the Antheal mob then? No, I think Ben's one of the the <laughs> the, the or is he Mutley? <laughs> 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 and another leave radio poll for you. Which wacky racer do you think relates to which crew member? It's better than Teletubbies. I can't find it now, but I actually have a <laughs> I actually have a wacky racers image of um, of everyone in the elite racers group that's doing this race. But yeah, anyway. Oh my goodness! Yes, well, uh, four from me for being Peter Perfect. I think. Well, uh, I mean, it's. I mean, this is obviously. Um, how long has it actually taken to get it to this stage? Because you, you, you're saying that Black Maze has been using this in the past, so it's obviously been under yeah, it's been it's time. been it's been underdeveloped. You know, off and on. I mean, it's just a little hobby, and then each time we have a new race season, people come up with ideas and go, "Oh, wouldn't it be great if it could do this and that?" And, and little features get added to it. So, it, uh, probably more than six months. Probably started working on it. I don't know. We'd have to get Crank on the show to talk about it more, but. Um, I, th I think we're going to have to get Crank involved in it. We're going to have to do, I think we're going to have to do a, a live live radio race somewhere. What does what does everyone we else should. think? Yeah, we should. <laughs> and and this and we've got two versions. We've obviously got the um, the standard race and the live fire race. So I, I wonder who's. Yeah, going to I look. think I think if we can get it to the point where you can actually put the without the physical map on the background. It's yeah. hard to visualise here, but it, it it's just a bunch of SRVs going around a, a grey background. Um, it it adds so much more to have that screenshot behind it. So I think I think when we get it to that point, um, then I say we. <laughs> it's nothing. When Crank gets it to that point, then yeah, let's do it. Oh wow! So uh, yeah, uh, has anybody got any other questions, or has anybody in the chat room got any questions? Feel feel free to ask them. Nope. Okay. Um, well, I like that. I mean, fair play to uh, yourselves and Crank and, and everybody else who's been involved in, in creating this. I mean, it, it is an astounding piece of um, third party. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just, but it's why I wanted to come on. I just thought this really needs talking about because it's, you know, and highlighting because it's, it's so awesome. I mean, to be fair, we often, well, we always look every week for a positive thing. To put on the show rather than just grumping about stuff and by far this is the most positive thing i've seen in italy for many many months it really does make your head spin the things you can do with it so yeah amazing tool yeah so um we're, we're definitely going to have to sort out a, a leave radio um wacky race 
<laughs> oh, I can't um, wait. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. I think this is the kind of thing where we could even probably entice the old crew back just to to have a, <laughs> a, a full full on live radio. Could uh, this be sorry, Con? Go on. Could this be a live con event? I want. I, do you know? As you were saying that, Shan, I was just picturing the racers in the land room racing and then projecting this on the big screen in the main room and people, you know, I don't know, having bets on it or <laughs> having, yeah, having oh leave God. credits spent on it. And on top of that, um, I think uh, me and Sha, me and, and I'll have a word with psycho cow. And if we can put this together, we'll, we'll have to do live commentary on it as, as our, uh, our Hutton orbital alter egos because yeah. Yeah. This this looks just looks <laughs> yeah. Leave Connor busts is what uh, Wintermute GB. Um, I have to say, I have to say, speeding it up does make it a lot more action packed. In practice, it's it's quite slow, but <laughs> but it doesn't really matter. Oh, I'm I'm quite sure we'll make it entertaining. <laughs> we'll fill in the blanks. Don't worry. Um, I, I will willingly play the elimin the elimination thing. So the the. Uh, the one who hasn't got a chair at the end of it, I will gladly dispose of them. <laughs> um, no, I, I, I think we'll... I've already got ideas running through my head for events. We're going to have to do a one standard race and one where the base attacks you all the time and it's the last man standing. I, 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 yeah, sorry, um, Colin. I was going to suggest we do need to know if it works on foot, though, because you could then like have the uh, Ursain Bolt Mo Farah kind of approach. I will find <laughs> out. You know I'll, I'll, later in the week, I'll give it a go and see if it tracks on foot. I don't yeah. see why not. It, it, it all depends on what gets written to the status JSON file. If a leak well, writing... Presumably, if it's the same format, it would be a matter of just pointing it to the, the different file. Given that it works in ship and SRV, so it's basically just... It, it's really just writing to the file where you are, which direction you're facing, um, you know, and, and what your coordinates are. So I, I and see why it wouldn't do that for on foot. Because what you could do is this thing. Sorry, on foot you could have limited oxygen, so you have to do it in a certain time. Otherwise, you you snuff it. <laughs> there's always this element of death, isn't there? It's got to be danger. If there's not danger for Shan, he's out, man. Oh no! If it's not danger for anybody else, Shan won't get put himself true. in danger. You can't remember that. Uh, or running through restricted running through the base and making sure you run through restricted sections. <laughs> it's the Death Marathon 2000. <laughs> We're already you already can hear uh, the, the twisted wheels of Shan's mind going through time and time and time again. It still doesn't count as malarkey. It's shenanigans, it's not malarkey. <laughs> Well, yes, Commander Ventura says it is elite dangerous. So, you know, it's supposed to be dangerous. It's, it's funny you should mention shenanigans because I can't, I don't know if you can see it on the screen. It's probably not there, but there is a checkbox. There's a lot of options and things that I haven't talked about. There's all sorts of obscure little options. And there is one somewhere, and I don't even, haven't even worked out what it does yet, which just says something like allow shenanigans. That's my oh. favourite checkbox of all time. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, it's a shame you can't lay down booby traps, isn't it? You like can't put down anti-personnel mines or something. Go full Mario Kart. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just thinking Death Race 2000 at the moment. Death Race, or is it 3307 Death Race? I don't know. Yeah. Well, Alec, like I said, that is absolutely astounding. Um, And you know what? We're going to have to get in in touch with you all and and try and arrange something at least for LaveCon. That is just just fantastic. Uh, Right. Hang on, Connor, before you go. Um, Winston, Uh TV and chat has said, I think you may need rules for new two-player armed SRVs. Yes, can you imagine one person driving, the other person the gunner? That, I, I reckon that's a checkbox that's much shenanigan. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'll be so excited to see if that's possible, if that's the way the two-seater SRV is going to work. I mean, what else? Can, how else can it work? Surely one person drives and one person shoots. Well, that, we can only hope That's not tomorrow's so. update, is it? That's not... No. no, that's, not no. Update, that's at least no. update nine. I'm hoping gonna, it's update. I, I was going to say, because for a moment there, I thought for a moment we might be getting it, and I was like, I know. Yeah, nah, I nah, almost nah, thought it's that fine. It's fine. We'll wait. We'll wait. We haven't yet seen. It's Arf, isn't it? Arthur that's working yeah. on a video to, of driving around in it. So maybe, maybe, that yeah, might, maybe that might come out on uh, the developer update. Who you knows? know what? That, that might be something that they're trying to work on, which. Uh, <laughs> Mm, See, I thought the crossed. second, I thought the second CSRV was at a TBA date. I didn't think they'd nailed it down to update nine. Um, well, it does seem that what they've what they're doing is that they've they they seem to be announcing things. What's what's the pattern that's happened in the the past is that they've said right, this is definitely in the next update, and here's what's coming next, or here's what's coming soon, and. What's happened so far is everything that seems to be coming soon comes in the next update, and then there's something new for the for the time after. And um, I'm hoping that they're sticking with that pattern. Yes, they ha- it, it's true that um, they haven't said it's definitely coming in 9, but going by what they've done before, it, it, would, be, it would be nice if it came out in 9, just in time for Christmas. Very cool. Mm. Um, okay. Uh, well, s- going back to um, the community corner, um, Commander Zorkmind, uh, he has come up with a Dune Stellar tour. Now, this is fun- obviously with the upcoming film Dune, and I do believe there's a link in event over in the other No Man's Sky game, isn't there? Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, yeah, so good. Um, well, anyway, for fans of the film in June, Commander Zorkmind has posted a June stellar tour using the book's descriptions for planet locations which match up in the Elite Galaxy. So he's obviously done quite a bit of work um, searching through to try and find where um, Caladan, Gendi Prime... Um, Katyn and, and of course, Arrakis uh, could be. And uh, he has gone and posted on the forum uh, a link and invited people to, to tour the areas and, and just imagine what it would have been like if you were folding space instead of uh, frame-shifting it. Um, so, um, has, any, has anybody else seen 
that. I have, I am, I am kind of wondering what locations relate to what, um, what planet? Because things like Caladan, which I believe is almost like a water world, it is. Yes. Um, well, um, this and, is what he's working on. That's the third planet of Delta Pavanus. In game, it's an actual Earth lake at that location. Okay. So, so and for the um, the sandworms, you get you click on the link and they get taken to Star Citizen. Do you for the worms? <laughs> Actually, the sandworms are already in No Man's Sky. Because um, basically I was wandering around on a planet and one of the planets there and it started shaking. And the next thing I knew, this massive um, worm creature just went over my head and and then buried it over, um, uh, carried burying off, off through into the ground. And I must admit, if you are in VR when that happens and you weren't expecting it, it is quite frightening. That's actually... Imagine, holy crap! It was scary when I wasn't in VR. <laughs> uh, that's actually quite an achievement by Commander Zork Mid to match those locations. Yeah, and just uh, segueing back to the uh, SRV thing, mm. you could conceivably create a Dune Stellator using that utility. So you download the Dune Stellator. Yeah, but you'd have to do a, a Dune Stellator for each system. If I remember what um, Alec has, has already told us, these these maps only work for one planet or one location. We well, just named the file, wouldn't you? Like file number one, Caravan. Number yeah. two, Arachid. Yeah. Number three, Geddy Prime, etc. Yeah, you could you could have your a little tour on each of them. Yeah, Gendi Prime um, for House Harkonnen, they've mapped to the third planet of 36, Opanchi B. Uh, but in-game there, there's a non-atmospheric planet at that location. I mean, I could oh. go through the whole list, but if he has gone and mapped the actual position where he, uh, these uh, places are, um, but the positions of the star systems, but obviously there's no matching planet there apart from um, Delta Pavanus, which is Caledon. Wouldn't yeah? Wouldn't the um, the uh, Harkonnen planet be where you lot dumped the most bio waste ever made? Which of course was you dumped at a Vesper M four. Bio waste ever made? You you lot yeah? Because I remember many years ago you dumped the whole load of bio waste on the hammers of Slough. Oh, ah, yes. Um, Let's said about that the better, but um, let's just say it's revenge for the hammers of of Slough dropping so many radioactive um, contaminants in the leaf system. Not that that, that's a long time ago now. I doubt if the hammers of Slough even remember it. Oh, I'm sure they do. The radiation poisoning, it affects the memory, you see. They they never forget. Apparently, they always hold a grudge. <laughs> ah dear. Right. Moving on from there. Um, Psychit, have you had any smut headed your way? Have I? No, I haven't. I haven't received Aww. any. But it's a shame. It's a shame. We've got no malarkey here today. I know. This is this is the problem. An ample opportunity for for um for malarkey and it's just passed by 
well, we'll hope, hopefully, that we'll we'll get some <laughs> something that you'll be pleased to read out in the future. Um, does anybody have any other business that they would like to uh, bring up and uh, discuss at the moment? I just have two very quick updates from Crank, who I was chatting okay. to in Discord. Um, yeah, the tracker. I forgot the tracker doesn't work in space because what it's tracking is is planetary coordinates. So although you can use it for ship racing around canyons, for example, you couldn't use it for something like Sand Two currently because there's there's no coordinates. Gotcha. Um, the other thing is that the the idea of a multi system race it, it doesn't currently work, but um, no reason why it couldn't be extended to do that. Mm, lovely. I mean, okay. I mean that Off is one press. of the. Yeah, that is one of the problems that we do want is because after seeing the um, the training, uh, yeah. the training yeah. base with all the rings in it, you were there thinking, just copy that training base and stick it somewhere so we can race around it. And they, it seems to have fallen on deaf ears. But uh, yeah, but th this this sounds like a, a planet, a, a planet based ship race or a planet based SRV race. Um, yeah, anything planet-based, because like I say, but it's it's tracking coordinates, and I think you've got altitude, but the minute you get outside of, uh, what is it, that orbital cruise zone where you've got no coordinate, then, then it's useless. Gotcha. Um, right, um, any other business? Well, it uh, doesn't seem to be much happening at the moment. I have a thing. Uh, oh, okay then, go on. I have oh. a thing. Go on, Psychic. I'm, I'm, doing a, I'm doing a thing on Halloween. Um, it's 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 not elite related, but it's featuring elite dangerous commanders. Um, mm -hmm. I'm 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 venturing into the world of streaming Dungeons and Dragons, and I'm not nervous about it at all. It's not like the greatest love that I absolutely adore. Um, right. But um, we're we're doing a bit of a like a Halloween themed spoopy one shot on on Halloween, three p.m. Um, It'll it w clocks go back this weekend, so three p.m. UTC. Um, it, it's got I'm I'm DMing, and then we have Kate Chaos, Brother Sabathius, um, Crispy Tater Dot, and Mal for the Win, all playing characters and doing doing a. It's called the Haunt, the Haunt, and it it's going to be very fun. I hope, but I'm incredibly nervous, and I'm really looking forward to it. Two very very extreme emotions about it. Oh, you you'll be fine. It's sort of a, you'll get a bit nervous about the first five minutes, thinking, "Do I look an absolute idiot on the str on stream?" But then after that, the game takes over, and you'll be fine. Don't worry. I love Dungeons and Dragons. It's so good. It's so much fun. Um, but if you like Dungeons and Dragons, or you want to come and watch um, me me try and scare my friends, please please by all means drop along. <laughs> I'm half tempted of, uh, around then to actually try, try a first time live streaming Alien Isolation in VR. Oh, <laughs> it will probably, uh, it will probably kill me. <laughs> I'm tempted, but I might. I mean, can you live stream that so you can watch it kill you? <laughs> Have you played it before at all? I've played a, a little bit, and to tell you the truth, I, I. Oh, for some it's reason, so good. it might be so good, but as someone who grew up with that films, <laughs> yes, Colin the Heart, mm, yeah, 
not much not much chance of it surviving i don't think um yeah i mean me and chris jarvis used to discuss this and when i told them that the you could actually play alien isolation in vr it was mm -mm, no way never you'll never get me doing that it's <laughs> uh, right we've actually had some feedback ladies and gentlemen We've, we've had, yes, Vast3303 um, has replied to uh, stuff on um, on YouTube. He said, the phrase, it's a game. I've used that phrase myself without thinking about it, but to many commanders, it's definitely not. To our long-suffering partners, it's just an effing game. But to any player who's played hundreds or even thousands of hours into this game, it is so much more. It's what we rush home to from college, school or work just to play. It's making new friendships, building up people's confidence who haven't been very good at socialising. And it's helping getting people through rough patches. It's being able to give up your job and becoming a full-time creator. It's that massive adrenaline rush that when you make your first PvP kill. To every commander, this game means something. And to all of us commanders out there, I'm pretty sure it's not just a game. 07. I think that was to you, Psychic, because you yeah, just no, and I, I've read game. it. I've read it. And I would... I I think that is selling... Um, selling. It, it's not selling Elite Dangerous short, because, yeah, I completely agree. It's an excellent tool for meeting other people and all of that. However, it's still a game it is you yourself as the person who is playing the game who is meeting these people who is making those relationships it is selling yourself short by saying it's the game that's done all of that maybe introspective maybe you need to look introspectively and go actually no i am worthy of being able to create create these relationships and stuff. Yes, Elite Dangerous means a hell of a lot to me. It means a hell of a lot to me. It means a hell of a lot to a lot of people. I'm not negating that. I just still will say it's still just a game. There could have been another game that has come along that has done the exact same thing for a lot of other people. I met my very, very best friend in the whole wide world playing Counter-Strike. And I've met loads of wonderful people playing Counter-Strike. Counter-Strike is still just a game. It's what I made of it, which means that, um, which means that it's um, so important. And now this is a hill that I'm going to die on. I, I think um, I can maybe summarise uh, the it's just a game bit comment. is actually, it's an enabler. For people to build a community absolutely and, and and what we what we find is that there are enablers all over the place you know be it be it be it trains be it cars be it makes of cat or whatever it is <laughs> they are enablers that allow people to form communities because when it comes down to it that's what we as people do we form communities from people with common interests and gaming is an enabler to that amongst with so many others. Yeah, uh, that's, yes, it is it's something I, I would agree with. I, uh, to some people, it's more than a game because 
effectively it's allowed them to do things that hadn't they haven't been able to in their uh, i hate to say the world uh, use finger quotes here their real life but they're finding that they've been able to do things in the game which they never would have expected to and have been able to meet people and have a commonality with people that in the real world outside of the game they haven't been able to that's great and everything it really is great and i'm so happy that um, a, a game can do that for people i'm so happy that a game can do that for people and can make those um make those contacts happen enable you to have those contacts but in its essence you're going back to play this game because you want to play a game rather than and 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 spend time with your friends and all of that and it's giving you that opportunity to Yeah. Um, also, uh, we have a, a little bit of uh, feedback on on Facebook. Um, apparently, uh, we've had somebody tell us off for bad grammar because we used um, three forum dads and a girl with an apostrophe with the dads. You didn't. We did. Oh, my we, God. Blame Ben. Ben and the grammar people uh, hit him with the, the, the grammar Nazi stick, I think, is the best way to say it. I think Ben would prefer it if we just left him alone today, poor person, because he's he's coming for a he's coming for a nuff stick this uh this episode because he's been sitting there squirming on his chair at every single opportunity for malarkey that we've passed over. So I think we should be merciful to him. I don't think there's been that many opportunities. No, no, no. Never been a slip one in before, have we? Nah, <sighs> normally, normally we just leave it wide open. It's like a gaping hole. Yes, and... Moving no, swiftly on. No. <laughs> yeah, I'm We've not done filling, so well. Uh, yeah, we're not filling that hole. Let's move on. Uh, well, we'll start with some shout-outs. Um, obviously, Dockers, they're doing their, their charity Christmas special. Um, <laughs> if you want to go to www.justgiving.com slash team slash beyond Dockers, it's, it's scary. Um, our sister station, Hutton Orbital Radio, it broadcasts on a Thursday at 8.30. You can tune in at twitch.tv slash Hutton Orbital Truckers, or if you just want the audio, go to radio.forthemug.com. For the discerning commander who likes a bit of CQC action, um, check out the CQC Discord at discord.me slash elite dangerous CQC. Um, and can I just point out that um, <laughs> I think one of the guys from the Loose Screws podcast, he has just hit CQC Elite. Wow. I know. And apparently, CQC Elite is a little bit different because in order to hit CQC Elite, you've got to score something like 4 million credits in CQC. But deadly... But you also have to sacrifice your firstborn. I thought that was a... <laughs> <laughs> no, by the time you've hit CQC Elite, your firstborn has grown up, had children, and given you grandchildren. Sorry. It's your first grandchild, my bad. Um, yeah, but the thing is, the previous rank is 1.5 million credits, 
So it's the only elite rank I know of which the big rank to get is actually yeah, two it's more than double what you normally have to, to achieve. Actually it's twenty million credits to hit the top rank. Is it? Oh right. Because they've gone for this stupid elite one, two, three, four, and five. So to hit the top rank in CQC, you now need to do it five times. I don't times. know whether they've put that actually in for CQC. You think they? You think they've turned down the chance to make it even grindier? <laughs> no, because I think they just forgot about it. Well, if um, someone if someone can get elite CQC twice for us on the same account, let us know. Oh, really appreciate Musketeer's already done that. They're, they're, um, the Commander Musketeer is an absolute legend in the CQC community. And trust me, you will not... Uh, I would love to actually see how long you last against him, Shan. He, he, he would basically splat you against the wall within seconds. It's unbelievable how good that guy is. Um, yes, anyway, moving on. Uh, we have, we'll give the shout-outs to the following Elite Dangerous podcasts. Um, so there's Allograb AM, there's Black Sky Legion, who do space sims as well as real-life science and tech. Uh, the Canon Podcast, the Spanish speakers had the Elite Cast. There's the Fatherhood Podcast, Flight Assist. Um, of course, who was on this week, Flight Assist? Um, we didn't have an episode this week because of... Um... Uh, tomfoolery in the for the win household, but we do have episode fifty coming out next week. Okay. Uh, oh, fifty! Yeah. Wow, congratulations! It's a good one as well. I'm very looking forward to it. Awesome. Size fifty. Oh, give it another um, fourteen years. Oh, that was less years than I was hoping to say. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm dead on that. Thanks for that. So, so basically, in a few years' time, then it's uh, three forum dads and a granny. What? I'm keeping out of this. Yeah, same here. I think I think Shan has just decided that he's going to try and mine through to China, and uh, we're just letting him. <laughs> um, with, there's also the guard frequency and uh, of course loose screws um, good luck guys you've got the exclusive well done <laughs> we also have New Worlds Zero Prep with uh, well I don't think it will be actually on this week because obviously Ben's away but Kai and Sue might talk about something this week um, we also have Squeaking Fuel and of course System Chat now, for all those that also want a literary discussion about sci-fi and fantasy books, then please subscribe to the Data Slate podcast, who's been, who've been created by Station Commander Alan Stroud. Now, as we've said before, following this, we have our latest Galnet News Digest, as provided by Commander Wotherspoon and Commander Beefjude. And we'd like to thank everybody who has, who has chipped in in the Twitch chat. I'm, ha at the, I'm having fun getting that around that tw tongue twister. Um, uh, and thanks to any in-game commanders that have, have buzzed the Chris Mark IV. Um, so, and of course, special thanks to Commander Tokuso, who created the music for the introduction of this show. And also a, an incredible special mention for Commander JN Trax for dubstep store alerts. <laughs> 
But that is it for another episode of Leave Radio. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, then you can email info at laveradio.com. Hit us up at facebook.com slash laveradio. Tweet us at laveradio. Uh, you can join our Discord server by going to discord.io slash laveradio. And we also have a TeamSpeak server where commanders like to hang out and chat, which you can find at teamspeak.laveradio.com. Do get in touch if you have any questions or if there's anything you'd like us to discuss in a future episode. Live Radio is recorded live on a Tuesday evening at 8.30 and streamed out on laveradio.com slash live. So thanks to Alex, thanks to um, Psykit, and of course thanks to Commander Shan. And thank, special thanks goes to today's tech specialist, Commander Ventura, with the help from the Chris Mark IV. Uh, until next time, Commanders, fly safe. And if you can't do that, fly dangerous. Radio Muppet of the Week. Hello. I need a new computer. Your family's Egyptian now? Galnet News Digest, 26th of October, 3307. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, the ghost ship one year on. Alliance meets with Marlinists over refugee crisis. Dilemma for Nova Duval. By Apex to Colonia. A year ago... On the 29th of October 3306, a ghost ship was intercepted by the Alliance Salvage Guild near Planet 5B in the Chukchan system. This was the 200-year-old megaship Adamaster. Since then, we've discovered a fair bit about Azimuth Biochemicals, the original owners of the ship. 
The Adamaster was part of a small fleet of megaships that were searching for alien technology to use to create weapons more powerful than anything previously known. The search, as far as we know at present, was not successful, though Azimuth came very close on a number of occasions. They tried to salvage something from a planet in Muscadark region PJ-PB6-1 that may have been of Thargoid origin. But not only was the Adamaster taken over by mercenaries working for the rival company Farmer Sapien, the crew was subsequently driven mad by whatever their cargo was. The Adamaster returned home on autopilot and at sublight speed. There were no known survivors. A small crew of scientists managed to escape from the Adamaster's sister ship, the Hesperus, in an anaconda named Proteus when it too was captured by mercenaries. They found what they were looking for, the only example of a Thargoid Guardian battlefield, containing technology suitable to be turned into weaponry. They managed to create such a weapon using a Guardian crystal, but it misfired, killing all members of the crew. Their discovery of this new weapon was lost. Until a mysterious figure by the name of Salvation started taking an interest in April this year. Having discovered the site, and having made a successful appeal for Guardian technology similar to that used in the weapon, it appears to have constructed some sort of Thargoid-killing superweapon and to have tested it out after he correctly predicted that Thargoids would invade the Kornsar system two days before they did. It's hard to avoid the conclusion that Salvation has completed the work of Azimuth. We must hope that he's not a member of Azimuth's staff and that his intentions are more noble than those of Azimuth. And we have recent evidence that Azimuth has remained active until comparatively recently. Following the unlocking in August of Hyford's cache in Colonia, it's been discovered that Azimuth scientists were attempting to create a human-Thargoid hybrid, making a human mind-controller-Thargoid scout ship, as little as four years ago. Azimuth was also complicit in covering up the return of Thargoids to the Pleiades, along with a covert military operation known as Black Flight. The attempt was unsuccessful, but if Azimuth was active in 3303, it probably still is active now. Slightly worryingly, the religious fringe group known as the Far God Cult has recently headed off into Thargoid space in the California Nebula and the Witcher Nebula, intending variously to become sacrifices to the Far God, which is in reality the Thargoids, or to become one with the Thargoids as angels, something that sounds horribly similar to Azimuth's attempts to have humans become incorporated as part of captured Thargoid ships. More than one million refugees from the Empire are still living in Alliance space since they escaped there in December 3306. Now the Marlinist Consulate hopes to rescue these refugees. The estimated one million refugees were not included in the Sirius-sponsored resettlement programme for Marlinist refugees who escaped Imperial oppression by fleeing to federal border systems. The refugees are not universally welcomed within Alliance space, with some considering them more illegal immigrants than victims of a tyrannical political system. A minority of Alliance systems have, however, granted citizenship to their refugees. Recently, the Alliance has reportedly been coming under Imperial pressure to return the refugees to the Empire 
for interrogation and re-education. And it is as a result of this pressure that Marlinist consul Kayo Tao approached Alliance Ambassador Elijah Beck to see if transportation could be arranged for Marlinists and other imperial political refugees to the democratic Marlinist colonies in the Hyades sector. The Imperial Diplomatic Corps refused Beck's invitation to be part of the discussion. Nonetheless, discussions are believed to be at an advanced stage. In other news this week, the Imperial Senate has offered to protect Imperator Hadrian Duval from neo-Marlinist terrorists, but only if he renounces his faction Nova Imperium. This is likely to be a tough call for Hadrian, whose partner, Lady Astrid, is expecting their first child in December. There have been two recent attempts on his life, but Nova Imperium largely defines who he is. He is Nova first, Duval second. Federal agents claim to have crushed a Jupiter Division-inspired uprising by the so-called Jupiter's Wrath, with at least a thousand armed pro-corporation extremists and their leaders arrested. And Zamina Torval's appeal for equipment to kickstart Torval mining has been well supported. Long-range, fully engineered mining lasers have been offered as rewards and will also be available to buy from technology brokers aboard Torval mining megaships in the coming weeks. A 40% discount on all mining equipment will also be offered by Torval. With the Colonia Bridge project due to deploy 35 megaships by the end of the week, some enterprising commanders are attempting to calculate whether they will be able to use Apex shuttles to travel all the way to Colonia without the need for a fleet carrier or a ship. As the megaships will have social areas, the idea is that commanders might be able to take an Apex shuttle the roughly 250 light-year distance to a planet midway between adjacent carriers in the chain, and then call an Apex shuttle from the next megaship to collect them. Repeating this process 35 times might just possibly get an on-foot commander all the way from the bubble to Colonia. Whether it's actually possible remains to be seen, but if it is, the Buckyball Racing Club will no doubt make it into a race. They always do. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News, we read the news so you don't have to. Chris Mark IV, uh, Chris Mark IV, sorry, Cobra Mark IVs included. Um, also, are we going to find out what the thing you forgot was, or is that something we can leave the audience to speculate on as well? Actually, I'm passing it over to Commander Ventura now. I'm wondering whether or not he can upload and play it. Well, there's suspense for you. While we wait, in the chat, guess what Colin forgot? Oh, I know what it is. I now know what it is. I was expecting it and it didn't happen. Now I remember. Yes, this is, this is, uh, this is one of the reasons why, because I was up in Scotland, it was one of the things that I, I forgot to do before sending out. That's all right. You can wait another week. It's not a problem. Oh. 
<laughs> have you got it, Commander Ventura? He's saying not in chat. No, I haven't got it yet. So we've got another week of speculation that we can... Oh. That's a shame. 